Hello, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching. And if you're having a hard time struggling with your child's big behaviors and you're a sensitive kid, it feels out of control frequently. Today, we're gonna flip this on its head. We're going to create a, a conversation around hope today. Uh, it's really important to be paying attention to your child's strengths. And I wanna encourage you to notice what those are, even when you're feeling like life is quite overwhelming. Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Here at MTC, we help parents break out of the meltdown cycle in as little as eight weeks. And if your child is hitting, kicking, screaming, yelling, throwing things, and 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 you find yourself throwing things at the wall to see what sticks mentally and also maybe even conversationally, trying to help your child break out of that pattern and learn skills and, and uh, take deep breaths and stop hitting their siblings and uh, follow through on your expectations to go to sleep on time, then it can be really exhausting and overwhelming as well as frustrating, right? When you're struggling to support your child and breaking out of this pattern, you've been doing that for two weeks, three weeks, four months, six months, years, then you're probably quite close to, if not have already hit the end of your rope, right? When you're parenting a sensitive kid and your child is struggling over and over and over again on a daily basis, it can be really difficult to stay out of survival mode. And one of the things that we say to our clients when we break out of this is, is uh, that this it's, it's not just about finding hope, right? Because when many parents find us, whether that be through Facebook or uh, YouTube or some of our other platforms, um, parents can start to build hope. Oh my gosh, now I understand. It's not because there's something wrong with my kid or there's some you know, deep neurological challenge that my child has. Wow, this highly sensitive trait makes sense, right? That information gives you some hope. And that's necessary, right? Hope is necessary. It, it supports you in looking forward rather than looking backward. And it's also true that hope is not a strategy. You can't just have information in breaking out of this pattern. You need to have clarity on what success looks like. And that very well needs to be quite granular when you're looking at the challenges that your child is having. You have to be very specific on what you wanna see in the future for your child, short-term, mid-term, long-term, in order to break out of this pattern. So that's number one, guys. When you're looking at finding hope, you have to get specific. What does it look like? If you don't have a light at the end of the tunnel when you're challenging uh, the, this, this struggle that your child is having and you're trying to break out of this pattern, then you'll never reach a nebulous goal, right? So first things first, set your goals, get clear on, on what your outcomes are and what you want to, to achieve with your family. And then the third, the second thing that you need to do is get clear on your, um, is get clear on your timeline, right? Because if you're thinking that this is gonna take years and you're gripping the steering wheel of life and you're waiting for your child 
to just grow out of it, then that is just simply never going to happen. Highly sensitive kids struggle with generalizing their emotional regulation skills. So they may be able to demonstrate emotion regulation in some way, shape, or form in some community setting, whether that be school, whether they're not blowing their top, whether that be at home or at scouts or in gymnastics or some other uh, place where they're not losing in their mind when they're struggling or frustrated. That very well might be a skill, right? It might also be their, their um, capacity for stuffing their feelings and keeping it together. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're actually feeling good inside, right? Uh, and well and capable, right? So it's important to, to be asking yourself and, and to assess with your child if your child feels capable when they're keeping it together and they feel like they can creatively solve problems. Uh, that's a side note. We talk about that on other uh, shows, but today what I really want to focus on is, is the, the focus and, and the specificity for you on how typical is uh, your day when you're focusing on wins. How frequently are you paying attention to what your child is capable of from a place of feeling empowered rather than, oh, I know my kid can do this, why aren't they doing it regularly, right? So. When you look at this uh, from a place of noticing that you're likely stuck in survival mode, you're just trying to get through the day, it is really hard to see how to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. And so I wanna paint some pictures here for you to be able to start to, to get your uh, juices flowing in that direction, right? Okay, so first things first is you need to understand and appreciate the unique qualities of being highly sensitive, okay? Uh, highly sensitive kids have a natural tendency to be detail-oriented, to process small details and large details very thoroughly. And so when the, the highly sensitive trait is harnessed and um, supported and scaffolded and, and uh, led effectively, then your child can take these small details and use those small details as inspiration, right? They can be creative, they can be imaginative, they can act on their, their inspiration, and they can, they can have that lend to some engineering qualities, right? You may see beautiful, intricate scenes with Lego and um, maybe even uh, bits of leftover scraps of cardboard and all these creations that your child likely puts um, up in, in their home, in your home. And when your child has the ability to regulate disappointment, to deal with frustration, to tolerate discomfort and uh, sadness, your detail-oriented child can create not just that in, in play, uh, but also in their relationships. They can pull forth um, strengths for other children. They can encourage other children. And they can do this from a place of leadership, not from a place of uh, getting really worked up and worried about other people's negative emotions and, and needing other children to feel better um, from in order to feel better themselves. That's people pleasing, okay? That's doormat behavior. You don't want that for your child. Now, when we look at the, the next piece that I want to talk about, the detail orientation, uh, another skill that we, we pull from that is the short-term and long-term memory. Highly sensitive kids, when they're regulated, and when they're not stuck in the meltdown cycle, they have memories like an elephant and that can be used to, uh, to their advantage, right? It's not just uh, paying attention to all the negative memories. If you see that, then you need to flip that on its head, okay? And your child's short-term and long-term memory 
allows them to absorb more information at any given situation and call it up later, which means that they can produce very detail-oriented work. They can produce very detail-oriented conversations. They can have wise beyond their years observations in their communication style, and that's available to your child right now, no matter their age. And that can be something that you can highlight and strengthen uh, nearly immediately with your child when you break out of that uh, meltdown cycle. The next thing is, is what you need to be doing is fostering that positive attitude yourself towards this sensitivity. When your child can follow through on your positive attitude, they start to feel like this sensitivity is a strength. Uh, the detail orientation, the deep processing capacity, feeling big feelings and uh, being able to process them is a strength, okay? So your child is able to feel encouraged and uh, they can celebrate themselves and feel grateful for their gifts uh, rather than feeling like they're a burden to themselves or to others and then seeing themselves as different and thinking that that's a bad thing. And so when your child is supported, they can design intricate details uh, when, with their art and their creativity, but also uh, their intricate details of themselves show up. They, you may see your child act not just on many talents, but also grow many skills because they can stay focused. They can um, build their intention span. They can support their, their goals by paying attention to their intentions. And so when your child appreciates their own uniqueness, uh, they value standing out. Highly sensitive kids are more focused on morality and are more capable of noticing right from wrong and, and they are willing to take a stand. They get very passionate. And sensitive kids who are able to read the room and are able to notice uh, when they can ask for help and advocating for their needs and how to do that safely and effectively they don't railroad their agenda <laughs> in conversations. Instead, they, they, have they have collaborative conversations and uh, they are much more able to value standing out uh, in, their, in an empowered way rather than by standing out through rebellion. My way or the highway, you don't, you don't let me do what I wanna do, so I'm gonna do it my way, right? So what you need to be doing is focusing on supporting your child and building those strengths. Help your child develop these coping strategies for managing the challenges that come with being a sensitive child that's stuck in the meltdown cycle. Now, when you're parenting your child and they are stuck in the meltdown cycle, it is important to take extreme ownership. The family dynamic is where the challenge starts. So you are the leader of the family dynamic as the parent, and that means that you get to choose. Do you want to feel empowered in that observation? Or do you want to suffer and criticize yourself and stay in shame and blame yourself for the problem and stay stuck in suffering? That is a choice. When you have emotion regulation skills, then you can stay out of suffering. So you have to build your own emotional regulation skills as well so that you stop thinking that your circumstances are things that happen to you and you start believing and taking action based on the fact that you can create the reality that you wanna see in your life by taking strategic and effective action uh, that is decisive, right? Acting quickly towards what you want rather than hemming and hawing and waiting and wishing. And when you lead your child from that, first and foremost by learning to regulate your own emotions, by changing the way that you see the world, your child is going to feel better in the home because you feel better in the home and they read your body language. They read your emotions. 
they notice that you have changed. And when your child notices that, that the home is more positive, they start to see more possibility and agree that that positivity is their birthright as well. And so when your child celebrates that benefit with you because you're more celebratory and you're more focused, uh, then, then they're going to be able to notice what they need to do to shift their behavior. Your child is naturally more insightful than you think. However, where the, where the stuck piece is, is not in uh, building insight. It's in allowing insight to, to come forth because they, it, that's required, what's required there is vulnerability, right? If your child is denying that they have a problem or blaming their problems on you, then it's a clear uh, indicator that your child is feeling too vulnerable to share with you what's really going on, right? So it's not just a communication barrier. They need obviously those skills, but it's also a, a challenge that they're having and sharing with you, feeling connected enough to share with you. And instead what they're doing is they are predicting the future in a way that isn't working. So they start paying attention to details that aren't necessary. like. What if it goes wrong? Or what if my friends hate me? Or what if you hate me? Or what if my siblings um, never play with me again? Or what if I get this, um, if I don't get the grade that I want or my project never works or I can't wipe off the glue that I just spilled, right? All of those what ifs start uh, spiraling into the worst case scenario. And that's where we end up with a negativity ledger. Your child stuck and uh, keeping track of all of the negative things that happen to them and that optimism uh, stays inside, right? Your child stop, stops paying attention to that level of optimism. So that is a requirement for you as a parent. You need to be the one leading your child out of feeling that negativity. So how do you do that? You have to go first, right? If it's hard for you to see that your child can, can get there, if it's hard for you to think that you can get there quickly, then you have to work uh, first by finding evidence. Find evidence for the fact that other parents, just like you, have bro broken out of this pattern. You know, we have countless results on our result page. We've seen you know, many parents celebrate their wins in our free Facebook group. There are ways to identify that this is possible for your family and that you're not particularly uniquely incapable of creating this situation of success in your home. Uh, what is necessary though is for you to be able to believe it and to double down that that's possible. Even if you've been struggling for a really long time, even if uh, you've sought professional support before and uh, they've told you that your child is okay, that meltdowns are normal for six-year-olds to have and, and developmentally appropriate for eight-year-olds to lose their mind on a weekly or multiple times a week basis. And uh, when, you, when you hear from a professional who's telling you that that's not true, it can make you think that this is too good to be true, that, um, you know, I'm just blowing smoke, right? Now, listen, if I didn't have a system and we didn't help, you know, over 600 families break out of this pattern and it didn't require a heck of a lot of hard work, I mean, one of our programs is called boot camp for Pete's sake. Like, it's not easy. I'm not telling you it's going to be easy, but I will tell you that it can be simple. I do tell you often that it can be possible for you and uh, requires you to show up requires you to get the work done, requires you to uh, pay more attention to your goals than to your suffering or to the challenges that you're having. Because honestly, successful people work out of their patterns of instant gratification, of wanting to fix it now, of, of thinking everything is a magic pill. There's no magic pill. There can be a much easier way 
to fix this problem. So I encourage you to go over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash results. Pay attention to the, to the wins that our clients have been able to achieve. Ask yourself, this is your, this is your action step. Ask, ask yourself, what goals do I want to achieve for my child in the next 60 days? And do I believe that that's possible? And if you don't, then you need to start there. What are ways to break out of the pattern of self-doubt? Okay. Um, go over to our, our Facebook group, Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja, titled the same as the podcast here. Um, or the, t- the, the we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes if you're watching us over in um, YouTube or, or some other um, platform. Okay. Head over there and ask the question. How do I break out of the pattern of self-doubt? We'll link other videos and trainings that we've produced, I've produced over the years to support you. I've been at this for a really long time. I've been running uh, different channels and shows and, and producing live content uh, for over five years. So I've talked about it multiple times. Happy to send you those resources that are tried and true and tested as we've helped uh, hundreds of families break out of this pattern in this avenue. And then also, um, thousands of families over the course of my career and, and collectively the course of the career of our coaches on our team. So again, meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash results. Notice what's possible for you. Challenge yourself to think that it's not possible and invite yourself to dream. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson. And we look forward to speaking to you soon.